Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with a wonderful show. It's one of my favorite topics. We're going to be talking about animals. Uh, As many of you know from listening to my show, I have three dogs right now. I've actually had up to nine at one time, and I live in a horse ranch, so it's okay. There's lots of room for everybody to roam. And we're going to be visiting today with Kimberly Rinaldi, and we're going to talk about animal spirit guides. And, you know, this is a little woo-woo for our usual topic, but... You know, animals and humans inhabit the physical world together. You know, they're literally in my living room, in my kitchen right now. So I have to believe that they exist in the spiritual world together with us. And when one of my dogs, like my soulmate dog, passed on, um, I was heartbroken. And I felt that she came back to me. She talked to me through my other animals. She talked to me through my dreams. So... I like to believe that there are animal spirit guides out there and that our animals go on with us uh, wherever we go in the afterlife. Now, I do have a message from our sponsor, and I want to gratefully thank BarkBox for sponsoring today's episode. If you're not familiar with BarkBox, it's really cool. The BarkBox, they're concerned with all dogs, and they actually support shelters, rescues, and nonprofits across the U.S. that help dogs find their forever homes. And... BarkBox is a, it's a box. It's really cool. Like it's like a Christmas present for you and your pets and your kids. Make sure if you order these Bark Boxes that your kids are there when you open the boxes because it is totally fun for the whole family. And they deliver this box and it's got like four to six natural treats in there. And they've got some super fun toys and they have a theme each month. And my favorite one is for Poo York City. <laughs> And I enjoyed it so much. I think I enjoyed it more than the dogs and more than the kids. And that's a lot because my my dogs went bananas. My kids went bananas with the toys to play with the dogs. And it's really easy. So what you do is you choose your dog size. If they're small and cute, which is under 20 pounds, just right is 20 to 50 pounds. And then we've got our big and bold, uh, like my golden retriever, Sally, who's 50 plus pounds. And then you choose your plan. Do you want a one month? a six-month or a 12-month plan, and you can cancel any time and get free shipping. And the boxes are shipped out around the 15th of each month, so you know when they're coming. Now, each month, they paw pick the best natural treats and innovative toys to match your dog's unique needs. And this includes allergies and heavy chewer preferences, because I've got one dog that rips things to shreds, and then Chicken Nugget, my little Chihuahua Terrier mix, he just likes to nibble. Um, All the edibles are made in the U.S. and Canada, and 100% of their products are tested on their own animals, which I like. Um, It's a great way to get a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses, I like to support small businesses. And I 
I live really far away from anything but a Walmart and a Target, and I get kind of bored just picking out the same stuff. So you get these themed boxes like Country Fair, Bark Ball, Poo York City, or Brooklyn Hipster, and it's fun. I got a... Um, I got a a uh, takeout box, like a Chinese takeout box, and it had little dumplings in it. And it was great because it was three pieces, three dogs. was so great. Um, and they could all play with them. And they were crinkly and chewy and crunchy and squeaky. They made all the kind of good noises that my dogs like. So it really kept them engaged and interested and happy. And they have some good guarantees. If your dog does not like something in the box, we'll send you something they love for free because they really care about your dog's happiness. There's free shipping on any bark box within the continental United States. And this is huge because our lady Liberty ball, that was the pride and joy of my little canine family. Well, it got sucked in the pool filter and it got like decimated by chlorine and then it ripped apart. Um, it was in there a week before we found it. We couldn't find the lady Liberty ball and BarkBox has a website called BarkShop.com. And if you are a dog lover, an animal lover, you have to go to this site also and check it out because that's where I got my replacement Lady Liberty Ball. But when I was on there, and this is not a politically motivated show, but they have a Donald Trump chew toy called the Dognold. And then they have a Hillary Clinton chew toy called Hillary Kitten. And now they don't say that they're Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. They just have a marked resemblance. And if I had known about these two things during the election, I totally would have gotten the dog and Hillary Kitten just for my, my dogs to play with. It's great because these are shipped to your door. There's different kinds of toys and treats that you can't find anywhere else. The edibles are made in the U.S. and Canada. And, um, they get you get to replace things that they don't like because that does happen. Now, if you want to get a free extra month of BarkBox, what you're going to do is go to BarkBox.com slash help moms because we're into helping moms when you subscribe to the six or 12 month plan. So you want to get that free extra month by going to BarkBox.com slash help moms when you subscribe to the six or 12 month plan. Now, before we get to our guest, Kimberly Rinaldi, I want to honor the dogs in my life today, which are Misty, Smoky, Snowy, Uppy, Pugly, that's our ugly pug, Sally, Sophie Peanut, Sir Thomas Bailey, Chicken Nugget, and Kimberly, our guest today, has Jake the Basinji. Kimberly, I don't know what I would do without my dogs. They have gotten me through more emotional, happy, sad, everything times, and they are always there just to love us unconditionally. I love my dogs. I love my dogs that are here, those who run already across the Rainbow Bridge and are waiting for me. And Jake, your Basinji, he's so cute. Thank you. Thank you. First off, thank you for having me. Secondly, um, yeah, I'm I'm on Bark Shop right now. <laughs> Did you see Hillary Kitten and uh, the yeah. Dognold? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing, you know, honestly, you're talking about the dogs getting you through things. I have at times in my life turned to Mr. Rinaldi and said, if I could figure out a way to get paid to stay home and snuggle the dog, I could be like a surrogate dog snuggler. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be great? 
Well, that's how I ended up with nine dogs. I've got to tell you, um, I only had two. I had Misty and Smokey at the time. And then one of my friends went on deployment. I got another dog. Then one of my clients was dying, a famous actor. And he's like, please, Dan, I'm old. I want somebody to take care of Sir Thomas Bailey. There's number four. Then number five comes in because she walked down the canyon. I live in a canyon and she's like a little, um, you know, like a little buttercup. And uh, she comes walking down. Well, there's number five. And then six, seven, and eight followed because of my volunteer work. I wanted to take them all home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to go to adoption days at at (laughs) local places, you know, because there's like tears. And yeah, you know, I think every I think every dog, every cat deserves a home. So. They adopt do. folks. And, adopt. Now, your dog, yes, adopt, 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 support, 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 and, and go to BarkBox because they support um, a lot of our animals finding forever homes. Now, my dogs have almost always chosen me. They've come to me not because I picked them out, not because I went, you know, I might have gone to the dog adoption to look around, but they've all chosen me. Like Misty sat at my knee. She was a Tibetan Terrier mix, and mm-hmm. she walked all over there was like 10 dogs in this lady's rescue house she sat down right at my knee and she put her paw on my knee looked at me and said you're taking me home and i said yes i am yes yes yeah our our jake who is a purebred um was in rescue and i was i was on their um waiting list for about eight years waiting for specific requirements i wanted one that was close enough i could drive to pick up um had not been rehomed multiple times and was about a year or younger because I really wanted to work with a puppy again. It had been years. And um, God bless when the time was right, this dog and an entire litter showed up, and I was the only one with prior Basinji experience, so I got pick of the litter. Ooh. I know. And I what I told the foster mom was, here's the home experience. This is what goes on. I'm going to let you pick the best personality. While I'm partial to the tricolor, you pick the dog that's going to be. And I ended up with the runt of the litter, and he is just the sweetest, cuddliest little Basinjaroo and just, oh, my love, my heart. Yes. Well, and that's the funny thing, because I had, I had let's see, two Tibetans, Misty and Smokey. I have a golden retriever, like Uppy and Puppy were little, Pugly were little dogs. And then Sophie Peanuts, another Tibetan terrier. Thomas Bailey was a Cavalier King Charles. And Sally is my golden retriever. And I like fluffy, snuggly, smudgy, let me brush your hair, I don't have any girls kind of dog. And I ended up letting the kids pick out this last dog, you know, famous named chicken nugget and chicken nugget is this ugly little thing his nose is too big his ears are too large his head is too small his body is fat he's got a tail like a whip and his front feet turn out and his back feet turn in i mean he just lost the genetic lottery but when I was with the kids at the, the pet adoption uh, place, we walked in and there were all these dogs. I saw this fuzzy one. I'm like, oh, that one's so for me. And the kids were like squealing and screaming over this like mishmash of dog. And <laughs> yeah. he was owned originally by six a family of six boys in the military. I, went, I got through military rescue and they were yeah. getting deployed overseas. They weren't taking this dog with them. And my kids were like, mom, mom, please, mom, please. And I kept looking at him going, oh, you're so ugly. And I mean, Pugly got his name because he's an ugly pug. That's how Pugly became Pugly. Yeah. But 
But we took him home, and he's the one that sits on my dad's lap every night. He greets the boys at school. He sleeps in the bed. He goes from bed to bed. He licks. He hugs. I could not have picked a better dog for this family, but I never would have picked him, Kimberly, if it had been up to me. If I hadn't taken my kids, he chose my kids. He chose my dad, and the rest is history. So I want to take us to commercial break. Uh, we're visiting today with Kimberly Rinaldi. We're talking talking about animal spirit guides and uh, we want to thank BarkBox. Those two websites you should check out are BarkBox.com and BarkShop.com and go ahead and get your free extra month of BarkBox by visiting BarkBox.com slash help moms when you subscribe to the six or 12 month plan. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many beautiful reasons I have to be happy? LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses every social media site has a specific demographic personality and purpose and the linkedin lady will interview a variety of guests such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media such as facebook twitter youtube google plus pinterest and of course linkedin for more on carol and the show check out her website linkedinlady.com as trends change and new applications become available the linkedin lady show will bring that information to you in an easy to use fun and engaging way every tuesday and wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m eastern it's the linkedin lady show with carol mcmanus on allbusinessradionetwork.com welcome to geraldine tegelove live the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining reinventing and rebuilding your life having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation she believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network.
Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Kimberly Rinaldi, and we are talking about animals, animal spirit guides, animal guides, where do animals go after they they leave us here. We all know that as pet owners, one of the hardest things is that our, we often outlive our pets. I guess it doesn't matter if we don't, but most of the time, you know, we do outlive our pets, and um, sorry, a little death humor today, uh, but when my dog Misty died, and she was what I call my soul dog, like my soul mate or spirit guide or whatever, we had a bond, Kimberly, and um, she was very, very sick, and she was suffering, and so I had her put down, and I had to hold her while they put her down, and she, she took her last breath in my arms, and, you know, I held her, and I was so grateful to be with her at those last moments, because she had uh, given so much for my life. And when I was driving home from the vet on the freeway and she was being taken to be cremated, um, I looked up at my hills and I live in Southern California. So most of the years, the hills are like brown and dusty and, and um, you know, it's not really lush and green, but this hill looked bright green and it caught my attention. And I, I saw my Misty running up the hill. I, I almost had an accident on the freeway. Um, but I looked up the, at the hill, Kimberly, and she was running like she used to do when she was younger. Uh, yeah. and she lived till 16. So she was, you know, she was up there and she was like, I'm free. I'm free, mommy. I'm free. And I, you know, I just like started to cry and had to pull off the freeway at the next exit and have a good cry. But, um, it was an it was an amazing experience, and I don't know if it was my mind playing tricks on me, but can our dogs and cats come back to us? Can they come through our animals, or can they come through our dreams or visions? Like, what what was that? Yes, 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 and yes. It's yeah. Um, animals they are one of the purest sense of spirit that there is, and. and what I teach from a spiritual perspective is that there's like an energetic hierarchy with creation, whether you want to call it God, the universe, um, at the top of the list. And then there's, you know, like angels. And honestly, the next level of energy are animals and animal spirit guides because there is so there is such pure pureness and purity and innocence. And there's, you know, you know where you stand with an animal. They're just fabulous that way. Um they do come back and you did see Misty and I I could share hundreds of stories with you on this but the one that I I really want to um to talk about is we moved into this house in 1995 Mr. Rinaldi and I bought this house so 20 years ago um there is an orange striped tabby cat that came with the house we are not the only people that have seen it and I truly, after talking to neighbors, um, found out and truly believed that this cat just was in love with the original owner and never left. The original owner has since passed on. Um, she was in nursing care when we, when we bought the home. And we're only the third owners on this 75-plus-year-old home. But the orange tabby cat stayed. And after we lost our Hank, who was... 18 years old, he was a ragdoll, beautiful, bicolor ragdoll. 
and we put him down, he was showing up for people in the house to the point that, you know, we'd have guests go, but I, I thought Tank was gone. Actually had a girlfriend. She's a sergeant with the LAPD, and I won't rat her out to who she is. <laughs> come, come walk. I mean, here, this is, you know, left brain, very logical, very reasonable individual, um, trained to be discerning with her judgment on things. She comes walking out of my kitchen, and I see the flash of white and gray fur. She trips. It wasn't a misstep. She, the cat tripped her, and she comes walking through the living room, and, and I'm holding eye contact with her, and she's, like, blanched, and she says, I just tripped on your cat. And I said, yeah. And she goes, your cat that's dead. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's that. She goes, I felt it. And she looked down to brush the white fur off of the front of her pants. She goes, I need to sit. <laughs> Go ahead, sweetie. Just sit. I'll get you a glass of water. Um, but, yeah, your animals will come back. There, there is such pure love and connection that they well, want to be with you. When I got Sophie Peanut, um, and Sophie Peanut came to me because a, a pet group that I was working with went out of business, and she was in the clearance bin. You know, she was like Aww. a for sale dog, and you yeah. know, she just oh, she's a she's a lovable little dog, but she's scared of her own shadow. She has lots yeah. of neuroses. I mean, the kids laugh at her; they're like, "Mom, you know, she needs a shrink." And um, <laughs> but they wanted this little dog to have a good home, so yeah. they gave her to me as a gift, and they said, "We're so sorry, we're going out of business. <laughs> we're so sorry, you can't." pay your bill. Uh, but here's a dog. And so, you know, I took it, you know, because I really believe like, you know, the history of the Tibetan terriers is they're always given as gifts. And yep. so here, this dog is given to me as a gift and it was actually shipped to me. I had to go down to Burbank airport and pick it up. And I'm thinking, this is so strange, but I, you know, I go with it. So I went down there and I opened it up and she is the absolute spitting image of Misty and Smokey combined. Misty and Smokey mm -hmm. were Tibetan terriers in inverse print. What well, was white and gray and black. Black, and the other one was black, white, and gray, you know, and they, they were identical and they died within a month of each other. And I got them within a month of each other. So they were, they were like little, you know, best friend buddies. And, um, I kept having these like weird experiences because this new little dog followed me around and she would look at me and I would get confused. She would look like Misty. She would look like Smokey yeah. and she would be herself. And for even now, I mean, and now she's like 10 years old. So I've, you know, I've had her a long time and every once in a while she'll look a certain way and I'll be like, Misty, are you looking at me or Smokey? Cause Smokey had a funny sense of humor. She used to dance on her hind legs and she kind of got really fat in her old age and she'd fall over and I would take the food away and put her on diet dog food, and she would go in the yard, and she would eat snails and anything she could find. Um, so she was always a little chubby. But this dog um, is not chubby, but her mannerisms, and I know they're all three Tibetans, but they're three very distinct personalities. So I see my dogs coming in and out through her, and then she gets very grumpy when, when they've been bothering her too much, I feel. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Jake, who is a dog, um, has started adopting, and we've had him going on six years, has started adopting behaviors that Rick and I stop and look at each other and go, sweet mother of God, he is channeling Harvey or Hank, the two rag dolls we had. Um, these were not behaviors he exhibited. He never even met Hank. And he does things that are very cat-like, which is traditional for a Basinji, but specific things that only Hank did. 
and these were not behaviors that were shown to him. And he, you know, we laugh because he does he he does his version of Hank, and Hank's been gone since two weeks before we got Jake. Wow! See, I can't wait. I can't wait for Misty to poop in somebody's shoe that she doesn't like. She's to drop <laughs> a poo ball, like just one poo ball. It wasn't like she took a whole dump in there. She just yeah. walked, dropped one poo ball if she didn't like you in your shoe. So I can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit more about animal spirit guides and we're mm-hmm. going to bring on our producer, Karina, because Karina is, um, you know, is, is this wonderful producer. We're going to put her in the hot seat and we're going to ask her some questions. Kimberly, you're going to do this. And then we're going to come back from the break and find out who her or what is her spirit animal. Absolutely. Karina, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You sound like you've got that producer voice. Hello. All right, Kimberly, knock it out of the park. All right, Karina, Uh do me a favor. I want you to just take a deep breath and close your eyes, and listeners, providing it's safe to do so, follow along or do it later. Okay. Take a deep breath and close your eyes, and I want you to just imagine. It's your imagination. You're in charge of it. You're in control. Mm -hmm. Just breathe and imagine you're walking along a path and become aware of what that path is. Is it? snow? Is it a forest? Is it a beach? Is it a street? Just become aware of that path and you don't have to answer right now. And while you're walking, you're just going to simply ask your eternal spirit. You're going to ask all your guides and guardians to just be present and you're going to become aware of an energy matching your gait, matching your steps whether it's in their breathing or their actual steps, whether it's the flapping of their wings. And you're just going to become aware of this animal. And this animal is walking with you, and this animal is part of your path, and this animal has been waiting to reveal itself to you, and it has a message. And the message is for you. And you're going to become very aware of this animal, and you're going to become very aware of the urgency with which it wants to reveal itself. And I want you to just breathe and know and trust. And whether it's through a sight, a sound, a word, an image, a picture, a color, a thought, or just an imagining, you're going to be aware of this consciousness that is with you for this purpose. And this is just a short little meditation. And keep breathing. You've done it before. You do it well. Just breathe. I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions. Where do you think you are in this path? Um, I would say the beach. Good. And do you feel this animal is flying, walking, or swimming beside you? Um, headed towards me. Headed towards you? Through mm-hmm. flight or through walking? Through walking. And what I'm getting is this is very fast moving. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. Almost a scuttling or a scurrying. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Okay. We're going into a break. So when we come back, we're going to talk more. Sandra, if you want to take us into break. I would love to take us into break. We're visiting today with Kimberly Rinaldi. Our topic today is animal spirit guides, and we are about to find out what our producer's spirit guide is when we come back after these messages. You're going to want to find this out because I played along at home here, and I'm going to ask Kimberly some questions, too. We'll be back after the break. 
Listen as your day unfolds. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Love as they may. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. one-third of population suffered from bad breath? Several years ago, a New York City doorman was actually suspended from work because people were complaining about his bad breath. Other words for foul-smelling breath are halitosis and ozostomia. So, what are common causes of ozostomia? Coffee is a problem because it's very acidic, and bacteria reproduce faster in an acid environment. Candy and gum contain sugar, which is also a problem because sugar feeds the bacteria that cause bad breath. Alcohol is another culprit. What's another name for cheap wine? Plonk, slip slop, or stinky bus. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Kimberly Rinaldi and our producer, Karina. And we had her walking down a path, taking some big deep breaths, looking around, checking things out. And Kimberly, I'm going to turn the mic over to here to let you pick up from uh, identifying uh, Karina's uh, spirit animal. So what I was getting was this animal um, was sort of scuttling back and forth. I was getting a smaller version And we were talking on the break, and what Karina identified was a swan. The reason I go through this exercise and move it very quickly is I want to get your left brain out of the way, the logic, the reason, the thing that's going to go, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, And in the conversation, Karina got a swan, and your animal spirit guides, like any spirit guide, come in either for a lifetime or for a moment or for a different part of your life. 
And they're there to provide you messages. They're there to provide you strength and direction. Um, the swan, in particular, heralds the development of intuitive abilities and altered states of awareness. You are going to be shown ways of thinking, breathing, going with the flow in life. Um, you're going to be asked to accept your ability of knowing what lies ahead. Pay attention to your hunches, your gut instincts, and start to really focus on your feminine, intuitive side. Oh. Does that sound accurate for where you are in life right now? Ex- yes, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. That's the beauty of these things and these these experiences with animal spirit guides. Um, these are ancient belief systems. This is nothing new age. This is nothing woo-woo. This goes back to traditional native um within the Native American cultures and within other Native cultures throughout the world. Animal spirits have been part of the conversation for thousands of years. Now, Sandra, you were mentioning you went through it as well. What did you experience? I did. I Well, here I am trying to watch the, you know, the timer for today's radio show, and I'm closing my eyes. Like you're saying, don't, don't do this when you're driving a car. Try not to do it when you're hosting a radio show, too, because I was right, dozed right. off. And, um, but I went down the path, but I was on a very heavily wooded path and it, you know, there was like lots of trees and dense brush on either side of me. And I came out into the clearing and this huge, like with great big wings. And I I heard the wings like, who, 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 it was like this big gold and tan and brown. I think it was a hawk because it had a big, it wasn't an eagle. It didn't have a white head. But it was this big old massive bird coming mm-hmm. at me, and he was tough. You know, he had a that hook beak, you know, and I could see his talons. And, you know, he was big and strong and powerful. And, you know, so I just remember looking up, he went right over my head. Okay. So, um, and you can find a lot of these online, and I have several books that refer back to them. But the hawk is about um, messages to be received and interpreted. They hold the key to higher consciousness and trying to bring certain things into your circle of awareness. Birds have a big thing about awareness and vision and sight because they rely on them for hunting. So when these come into your world, it has a lot to do with being aware of the things that you're seeing and actualizing. Birds of prey often represent the ability to see meaning in ordinary experiences if you choose to become more observant. Many of the messages um, that birds of prey bring are about freeing yourself of thoughts and beliefs that are limiting your ability to soar above your life and gain greater perspective. So it's this ability to soar that helps you catch glimpses of the bigger picture allowing you to flourish. So does that make sense to where you are in life it right does. now? It does. It does. I'm in the process of working on this letting go project where I'm identifying all these either behaviors, beliefs, outdated things, or mm-hmm. old hurts and worries. And I'm I'm doing this project uh, and it's all about letting go. And I thought, well, I'm going to work on letting this stuff go so I can, can see differently. I can be differently. That's so mm-hmm. cool. It is. And if I may share, um, one of my first experiences with an animal totem or animal spirit guide was about 15 years ago. I had been told for many years that I had a spirit guide that was fire, which, okay, great. Where's the lesson in that? Hot, burn, stay away, got it, move on. And several people over the course of many years would tell, you know, odd, you have, you know, you have an element as a spirit guide that doesn't make sense. I end up about 15 years ago with this lovely group of, of 
women, we were doing a weekly meditation, and in the meditation one day we decided to do animal spirit guides. So everybody goes in, and, and I'm very left-brained still. And, you know, they all come out, and they're all, I got an eagle, and I got a lion, and I got a bear. And I was like, yeah, I, I didn't even get a real animal. What happened was I go in, and I see, you know, the smoke, and then I see the flame, and I'm like, oh, great, fire, I've got fire again, whatever. And I'm standing there, and I'm, you know, I'm in the meditation, and I'm all pissy in the meditation. And I hear in my head this voice that says, you see me in the form in which you're willing to accept me. And I look over, and I'm standing next to um, a head, and I'm only as tall as the eyeball. And I look at this thing as it wraps its tail around me, and it ended up being a dragon, a beautiful peacock-colored dragon. And by the time it wrapped its tail around me, it was down to about the size of a St. Bernard. And I was just, number one, it was gorgeous. But number two, I was overwhelmed. And then number three, I'm like, I don't even have a real animal. How is that right? (laughs) So I come out of the meditation and everyone, you know, again, I got a lion, I got an eagle. And I'm like, I got a rock. I didn't even get a real animal. No, no, what'd you get? And I explained I got a dragon. And the dragon totem is actually one of the most powerful totems. It represents a huge range of qualities um, that have to do with balance and magic and embodying those things. And it was at a time where I was making the decision to actually step out of the psychic closet and stop hiding my abilities and owning that. I mean, really, like telling my my very Catholic family by the way, I talked to dead people as part of my living. Um, so it was a really interesting time for me and a really interesting circumstance. And when you connect with these animal spirit guides, they've always got fascinating messages for you. Well, do you ever think that they just reflect and validate where you are? They can and they do. And I come at things from a multi-layered perspective. Is it your... Is it collective consciousness? Are you picking up energy of the universe? Is this a legitimate energy that exists outside of your energy? Or is it a metaphoric reflection of what's going on in your own mind? Frankly, I'm not here to pick it apart. And depending on the day, I'll tell you, I believe any one of those things. Um, But very often you'll find that there is something in the message that you maybe overlooked or weren't ready to see or examine. And that's part of the beauty of these conversations is it gives you a little bit more to to work with. So with somebody like for Karina mm-hmm. or for somebody like me, how would you interpret what those like, you know, what, 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 what's the, what, what are the, what's the point? Like, you know, this flapping goose or swan or whatever it is, like what, what, what do you do with it next? Like what comes next? Do you meditate on the, the goose? Absolutely. Or? Absolutely. You sit down and you go into a meditative space and thank whatever it is that came in, whether it is simply a metaphor that your own mind created, or if you believe in animal spirit guides, then thank the animal spirit for stepping forth and ask it to walk with you during this part of your life where it has shown up for what it's here for. And again, whether it's a metaphor for your own internal dialogue and you're giving yourself permission to have it, or it's collective consciousness, or it's really an animal spirit that exists outside of your own energy. Um, everything that we do within spirituality is permission-based. 
as is all healing. So give yourself that opportunity to have that meditation, sit with that energy, become aware of it, do some research, Google it, find out more about it. Give yourself the ability to be curious and to experiment and play within that energy. So if the bird came in, think about things birds like to do. Go outside, look at a tree. Um, if it's, you know, a fish, get in the water. If, like me, it's a dragon, I gave myself permission to become more connected to the spiritual realm and play more in that magical arena. I was just thinking that, um, you know, we're so different. You get a dragon, I get a hawk, you know, Karina gets a, uh, a you know, like the white flappy bird or goose or s- mm-hmm. swan or whatever it is. So do we get different, like if we did this to this a week from now or a year from now, would we get different animals coming to us? Yeah, very likely. You may even do this, you know, an hour from now and something else may come up. Or you may find that it shows up again and again for a reason. I had an experience um, last year where I kept getting a Madagascar fruit bat. Don't ask me why. What happened is I had a dream and then we did a group event where somebody saw this Madagascar fruit bat come in and literally three days later I'm in a store and there was a taxidermy Madagascar fruit bat that I now have living in my office. Oh, we love that. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about some of these so-called coincidences and, and messages from spirit. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, And yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. wondered where the terms used in computer speak originated? 
The word cookie, that packet of information that travels between a browser and web server, is named after the fortune cookie, a cookie with an embedded message. Rebooting the computer is literally pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. The name Google was originally coined in 1938 by Milton Sirota, nephew of mathematician Edward Kasner, during a discussion of large numbers. Uh, Google is the number one, followed by 100 zeros. The word Yahoo was originally invented by Jonathan Swift and used in his book Gulliver's Travels. It's a derogatory term for a person who is repulsive in appearance. Yahoo founders Jerry Yang and David Philo selected the name because they considered themselves Yahoos. It's never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Kimberly Rinaldi, and this is Motherhood Talk Radio. And if you like today's show, you want to check it out on iTunes. We've got this show and many more shows like it. You can also go to MotherhoodTalkRadio.com to find this and hundreds of other episodes free for your listening and enjoyment, because I really enjoyed today's show, Kimberly. I have a question for you. Um, When... Like, can you get a spider or, like, a slug or a caterpillar? Like, does it have to be a hairy, fluffy, you know, flighty, recognizable animal? I mean, I know you got a mythical dragon, um, but can you get a bug? Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's been hysterical when people get the less than glamorous animals. Um, I had someone who got a tick once, and she's like, I have vermin. How do I have vermin as an animal spirit guide? What did I do that I deserve vermin for this? Um, The thing is, there's a message in it. And I I went and looked up the tick right now so that I can give you the message. Ticks let you know that you have to tread carefully. You have to make certain that you stay detached in all situations and not to let anyone get under your skin. So there are messages even in these less than glamorous creatures. Um, We've had turtles, dogs, dolphins, you name it, and they've all got these great messages, and they can be very specific. Um, I remember I had done an event. Oh, gosh, this has to have been like eight or nine years ago. And one of the women at the event is a dear friend of mine. She had called me that afternoon asking me about taking a class in public speaking. And I said, you know what? I don't think that's going to work for you based on her personality. It just, it was the instructor who I knew was not going to work for her. And I was trying to be really delicate around it. And I said, why don't you check out something like um, Toastmasters? Anyhow, long story short, we end up going to this event that I'm leading where it's, we're doing animal spirit guides specifically. She ends up getting a mountain lion. Now, I have an amazing memory, but I don't memorize these books. I kid you not, we get to where the reading of, you know, what she got the mountain lion. I didn't pick it out. She, We're reading it, and it says you need to be doing more public speaking in your life. Check out um, something like Toastmasters. It might be a good match for you. Kid you not. 
Wow. I can't make that up. I can't pull it out of my backside if I tried. Um, this, the messages can be very, very specific. So, you know, if you got something less than glamorous, don't poo-poo it. Go and check it out. Do the research. Find out what the traditional meanings behind this is. And there's a difference between a spirit guide and a totem. A totem is an animal spirit guide that is with you for your entire life. They are the ones that are sort of the permanently placed part of your life path conversation. The other ones will come and go as you need them. But so these worth, totems, like yeah. how do you know what a to- How do you know who your totem is? Is it the same process? You the just get them process, over and over. You'll get them over and over, and you'll find that they the conversation applies to much bigger themes in your world. Like one of my themes in this life is if there's a hard way to do it, I'll find it. I don't do things the easy way, and there's a reason for it. It's because I have process improvement as part of my DNA, so I find the hard way, and then I walk it through until I can make it easier for other people. I don't do it to make it easier for me, and that's part of my life path. So, Yeah, so um, an ant comes up very frequently as a totem for me because what do they do? They, they work hard. And they work twenty four seven. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. and they're super strong. Like you can, yeah. Like ants, you watch them; they can like lift another ant or like a piece of corn, like like whatever times their body weight. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now, do you think? And I know we don't have much time till the end of today's show, but do you think? Um, like you know how for me, I've had different dogs in my lifetime, and. Mm-hmm. There's some dogs that just connect with me. Is that a spirit animal? Like, you know, and there's other dogs that I love and I enjoy them, but there's not that, there's not that connection. Or is this an animal from a past life? Like, like what is that when you super connect with one animal over others? Yes and yes. Um, they can come back multiple lives within your one lifetime. They can come back multiple lives with you. And they can be part of your animal spirit guide conversation or just your spirit guide conversation because we have angels, we have ascended masters, we have departed loved ones, we have animal spirits and um, archetypes that are out there to work with us and work for us towards what our purpose is. So, you know, I had a cat that lived to 19 and um, I still mourn her. Uh I choke up talking about her. Um, she was so much a part of my life for 19 years and the loss I felt for her could have been no greater than somebody, a a sibling, a parent. Um, and there's no, you know, like, like your dog, there's no explaining it to people who have never experienced it. You know, and then there are the people who roll their eyes and say it's just an animal, it's just a pet. Mm-mm. No, these are these are conscious beings of pure spirit and pure love. They're they're there to help you. Well, that's true. I mean, any I, you know, I I see people say, oh, it's just a dog, it's just a cat, it's just a, you know, they don't get it. They've never no. like. The, mm-hmm. the day that Misty passed, crossed over, um, she was so sick and she dragged herself. I was laying on the floor with her because it was like four in the morning and she was so sick and she dragged herself across the blanket to me. She put her nose to my nose and she made this howling like, oh, oh. like 
I don't know if she was crying or she was howling. Yeah. It wasn't pain, you know, cause, but she looked right in my eyes. And then she put her, her nose, her little cold nose touched my nose. Yeah. And, you know, you can't tell me that this is just an animal. And, you know, that's just something that you can't imagine until you experience it. Yeah. And we see animals acting in um, the capacity as service animals. They can detect cancer. They can detect seizures before they happen. They, the electromagnetic changes in the body, the biochemistry of diabetes, the biochemistry of blood sugar drops. Um, there is something there that we don't understand, and I don't know that we ever will on this side. The fact that they can preemptively identify these things are going to happen. You know, how do, how do we explain that? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know how we explain it. But I know that um, when a dog comes to you in your dreams, um, mm-hmm. do you think that it's your dog communicating with you? Or do you, is it something that is just your mind playing tricks on you? No, I do. I do believe, and especially when it's an animal that you have a great connection with and one that you've had to make the, the um, compassionate choices around because they really do rely, rely on us to make those choices. I had a Scotty, and any animal that I've put down or had to make that choice with, I've held. I, that is my belief that I will be with you till your last breath. And I had a Scotty that was my first one that I put down, and um, I had a lot of guilt around it originally. And it was a year to the day And I, in the dream, woke up, but I was still dreaming because she was scratching at the door the way she used to. And I opened the door and she was dancing around in circles. And she had come to tell me she was okay. And she had, um, she came back when I put the cat down. I woke up because they were both scratching at the door. And it was, you know, they do, they come back, they communicate, they are consciousness. And, um. If you haven't if you haven't owned a pet, I highly recommend letting them own you because you never really own them. You share space. No, you do. You share space <laughs> with them. But they will teach you. Like you like you know, I think about all the lessons my dog taught me. Like oh, yeah. you know, it, it's just you know, like you can choose to be happy. You can you can choose love over anger. And I, I think of all my dogs and not only one of them's been able to hold a grudge. Yeah, I'm, I'm dealing. Jake's giving me a little bit of the stink eye because I was gone last week. Um, he actually walks over to Mr. Rinaldi, lays on his lap the last two days, and then looks at me like I like him better right now. And I love yes, him because you left me. Yes, yes, and I will let him, and he will get past it, and we will be perfect within a day or so. But they are pure love, and they're they're just amazing little spirits, and. You know, take that take that walk and give yourself permission to meet your animal spirit guides. And there's some great meditations out there um, that you can find online as well. And uh, try it. See what shows up for you and then do the research and see what the messages mean. 
Well, that's it. I think it's so fun because it's, you know, we've got so much opportunity now just to search animal spirit guides or animal guides or, you know, how do I learn about my animal guide? You know, all that stuff's online now and it's free. So there's really no, um, there's no impediment, you know, to being able to learn some of this and and really enjoy it. I think it's super fun. I'm a huge animal lover. You know, I want to thank uh Kimberly Rinaldi for being our guest today. I want to thank all of our canine companions. And I'm going to read the list of our names again because we're starting with Jake and Misty and Smokey and Snowy and Uppy and Pugly and Sally and Sophie Peanut, Sir Thomas Bailey and Chicken Nugget. And I encourage you guys, let your kids name your dogs. You will never have more fun than sitting around the kitchen table and everybody throwing out names. And that's how we got Sophie Peanuts or Thomas Bailey, Chicken Nugget, and Pugly, along with Snowy and Uppy, Sally and Misty and Smokey. And Smokey was a girl. She didn't know any different. She looked like Smoke. The kids thought Smokey was a good name. So did we. Uh, the whole point is to enjoy each other. Enjoy your animals. Enjoy your children. Enjoy your friends. Because life is short, and we can all have a better time if we just give a little nod to our spirit animals, our animal guides, and and take a minute, take a moment, and enjoy. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood